What's going on, people? This is Lecrae. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Kel Mitchell. Picky one is that would be me. <laughs> Yo, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Brian Hooks. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Dr. Dorinda Clark Cole. Yo, what up, y'all? It's your boy, Kev, on stage. Yo, what's up? This is Doug E. Fresh. What up, what up? It's DJ Emmy for that Breakfast Club. What's up, everybody? It's Mr. Talkbox. Hello there. This is Kim Burrell. Yo, what's up, everybody? This is Cardi Cortez. Well, hello there. I am Ja'Kalen Carr. Good afternoon. It's Jess with the mess. Hey, everyone. This is Faith Jesse. My name is Kid from Kid and Play. Peace to the planet. Charlemagne the God here. What's up, y'all? Las Vegas. It's said Entertainer. I want you to download and tune into the greatest gospel station in the Las Vegas area. It's the number one gospel station. Number one gospel station. Number one gospel radio. Check it out. I need you to do me a favor. I need you to go download Anointed Radio app. From either the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. For 24-7 gospel. Make sure to check out their website at anointedradionetwork.com. Music for the soul, music for your spirit, music to lift your heart. That soul food for your body, that energy for your spirit. Gospel in the morning, gospel for lunch, gospel at dinner, and then you go to sleep. You know what? Guess what? You dreaming about some gospel. Sometimes these are the songs that really uplift us and uh, get us through some of the tough times. Salute Pastor J. Calhoun and Anointed Radio. Know your boy wouldn't steer you wrong. Go listen right now. You feel me? Check them out without no doubt. Because gospel is what it's all about. Hey everybody, this is Pastor Jay. Share, like, subscribe, come into the room, everybody. I got something to say. We've been suspended on Twitter. What in the world is happening? So all my Twitter people that usually watch, I'm sorry to Elon Musk or whoever the hater from the pits of hell did with my Twitter account on Twitter. That really threw me off before coming on here and praying for y'all. And pray for Pastor Jay, because that just irked my spirit. But, um, yeah, right now, Twitter is down for Anointed Radio. So you can't, if you haven't downloaded the Anointed Radio app, make sure you download the Anointed Radio app. Because usually Twitter tells you what song is playing. I guess not right now. So with that being said, hey, everybody, it's Pastor Jay. Let's get, let's get started with normal fashion with the normal fashion we're going to come out of the scriptures the application the word and the word says in matthew 6 and 19 do do not store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them rust destroys them and where thieves break in to steal we be chasing the bag we be chasing the glit, the glamour, the fame, the cars, the clothes, the house, and all that. But you know, when you die, you can't take none of this with you, right? How many people did you neglect trying to hustle? How many people in, in that relationship you had with those people that that might be still here, might be gone? How many people did you actually still invest into the relationship? Enjoy the present. Enjoy the now. Tomorrow is not promised. And I could tell you today that 
God wants you to enjoy your life. Yes, money makes it cool and, and having all these stuff, but eventually, can I tell you, it's going to be a time where none of the glitz, the glamour, the fame going to matter. It's going to be about relationship, and relationship is what's going to matter the most. Amen? So what I would say is enjoy your people. Enjoy the relationships. Invest in relationships. Time is one thing that you can't get back. So make sure that you invest in time. Amen. And um, let's, dear Father God, we just thank you, God. We thank you for everything that you're doing. God, I don't know what's happening with our accounts, but obviously there's an attack on Anointed Radio, and I rebuke it, bind it up, and, and send it back to wherever it's coming from, God. God, we just thank you for everything that you're doing. God, we just ask you to be able to be in the midst. Touch somebody under the sound of my voice. Let us be able to reach the reached the people with the hardest hearts that don't want to hear from you, that don't want to know you. Let them be able to have a seed planted in their heart, make it fertile ground where they could be able to say, what can I do to be saved? What can I do to know more about God? God, we just ask you to be able to let us be able to teach the unteachable, reach the unreachable, enlarge the territory of anointed radio, new platforms, new new broadcasts, new people, new audiences, new areas, new zip codes, new countries. God, we just ask you to let us be able to get the message out there so we could be the right representation of you, Lord, where we might not have the masses, but as long as we can reach one person to be able to show that the hope still works and that the blood still works, that God, you still are making a way out of no way. God, we just want that to happen. So God, we just ask you to, to enter into the room. Let your Shekinah glory come through. Touch somebody today that's been going through, that's been being tormented, that's been going through all kind of hell, that they could be able to get relief in knowing that you are a savior and that you can save them from wherever they are, wherever they are, and whatever they're going through. God, we just thank you. We glorify you. We give you all the glory and praise. God, we ask you to just bless today. Bless the revelation and anything that would be said in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. This is Pastor Jay. like always. I got something to say. You can follow me at Anointed Jaylon on uh, social, uh, all the social media platforms. I don't know about Twitter. I'm just saying. Share, like, subscribe. But Twitter, obviously, they're taking people, taking their brother off. I'm, I'm confused. Um, follow me at anointed Jalon on all social media platforms and make sure you go and get the anointed radio app, download the anointed radio app. And, and one thing I had to put out there, you know, shout out to forward books for believing in pastor Jay's vision of having my first own book. It's here. Y'all you see, you, you see it, you, you see, that's mine. That's, I, I wrote that. I did that. You can go get that on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all those good places. Creo Tea Remedies, Herbal Tea Remedy book that I made in 2020. Let's So definitely go check that out on just look up tea, Creo Tea Remedies by Jaylon Calhoun, and you can be able to get the book. I'll have the links up soon. Another thing for everybody to know go check out all my music check out spirit flows to me wake up bless all the good music that's in my discography um check it out and listen to it with that being we have a few people in absence we have uh 
we have Prophetess Tish. Prophetess Tish, she's been out. She's been having some ill. Um, she's sick and shut in, y'all, like the Baptists would say. So definitely keep her in prayer. We have Dr. Marvinetta Clay. She's on the sick and shut in list. And then we have Miss Simi that was not able to make it. So definitely keep praying for them. But we have our newest guest. I'll let her introduce herself. Miss Marvette, the artist. Hey, y'all. Hey, hey, hey. It's your favorite cousin on your daddy's side. What's happening? Marvette, the artist, a.k.a. MTA. <laughs> Where can they find you? Not your dad. Why I got to be on your daddy's side? Because, never mind. I'm not even going to. You couldn't be on my mama's side? No, on my daddy's side. Because I already know all my cousins on my daddy's side. So I'd rather be, you know. Okay. Where can everybody find you at? <laughs> you can find me on Facebook. It's Simon's MTA. You can find me on Instagram, Marvette the Artist 22. And you can find me on TikTok, Marvette the Artist. And so since we plug it, let me plug real quick. Bam! Listen, y'all see this journal. Go to Amazon and get this journal. It's nice. It is your favorite big brother, Mr. Church, but as you see, it says Rodriguez Calhoun because that's actually his name. Rodriguez Calhoun. Go put it in. Put it in in Amazon. Lost in me, found in Christ, y'all. Y'all know I, I I support everybody. Support everybody. You'd be doing the shortest plug-ins. I was sitting here trying trying to do something. You just be like, yeah, I'm done. All right, all right. I mean, because so. ain't much to say, buddy. I mean, it's okay. So here we go. Here's my Vanna White. It's, see, it's glossy on the top. All right. <laughs> the paper on the inside, it's great quality to write down your thoughts. Mm. When you want to, you know, break down the scriptures. If God gives you something and you want to write it down real quick, this is it. This is the second one for 2023. So if you don't have this one, when you put in Rodriguez Cajon, you'll see two of them. Go get both of them. Amen. Amen. So... Because I've been traveling a lot. Let's go ahead and go into the game. Okay, let's get it. All right. We're going into the game. We're going to go and do our favorite game, this or that. This or that. It's not a lot of us. It's just me and you. So we'll, we'll both answer. Real simple. <laughs> so um, for this or that, uh-huh. a beach vacation or a mountain retreat? The mountain. I say the beach. I, like I mean, I'm I, listen. I love the beach, but the mountains. I think is just, <sighs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, I just I, I have I because I stay near. The, I'm I'm in Jacksonville. I'm in Duval on Bay Beach. So yeah, I got dolphins. We have dolphins, and you seen a yeah, dolphin? I seen a dolphin. I you saw. Seen a, you I saw, saw a few of them. Well, yep. was, I think it was just that one. No, we saw two at one point. Yep, they was following. They was with each other. They were falling behind a jet ski. I thought that was pretty dope. And I found yep. out the dolphins could kill you. Amen. Number two, city getaway or a countryside escape? Countryside. I am a country girl, auntie. I, am I like country. the city and the hustle and the bustle. Like if I, if you send me to uh, New Orleans, that's the most cityish that they got in New Orleans. So I love the city architect. The busy streets, everybody walking around, even though that's still country. New that's Orleans is country. Yes. It's country, but country. it ain't no countryside. It's a city's country city, but not countryside. So I guess I would put 
city side getaway. All right, here this one gonna get <laughs> this one gonna get you. Uh, road trip or a plane ride? Road trip. Put me on the plane. I I love the sightseeing. So you I like being in the car cramped up for hours? I don't. It don't bother me. I used to stay. Listen, long rides don't bother me at all. And I said, I love the, the, to be able to see the sights. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, being in the plane is nice because you realize, especially if you're by the window, you see yourself going through the clouds. How beautiful, you know? Mm-hmm. But when you're on a roll, you can see, it's so much you can see. So. Okay. Okay. I, I give you that. Um, all exclusive resort or a budget hostel. I've never, and I probably will never, Stay in a hostel. I've always wanted to stay in all inclusive resort, but I would yeah. never go to a hostel. Have you ever been to a hostel? Oh, what is what is a hostel? So a hostel, hostel is like a place from what I've seen, Europeans have a lot of hostels where like you you rent a bed. Oh like, no, it's like mm-hmm. a bunk bed. And but you in there with strangers, you share a bathroom with strangers. Yeah, like no, don't worry it's, about it's it. No, re- just give me all. I would never do that. I, like, yeah, no. I, I, okay, let me say, I would never. I don't want to ever have. There to you go. That. That, yeah, you I, know, would, I, I would rather than all exclusive. I'm good with that. Yeah, you know? I just go there and 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 explore. Okay, so a tour group or a solo travel. Which one do you like the most? I like a tour group. I like tour group too because I feel yeah. like you get to know solo people. travel. Yeah, like I feel like I've done a lot of solo travels and they were boring, and I stayed in the room most of the time. Yeah. All right, so we'll do last one: backpacking or luxury hotel stay. Hmm. I've always wanted to backpack, like go through Europe, living through my backpack. Not staying in hostels, though. You like, know what? I hostel. think that'll be something neat to do. Like, I can't do the hostel part because a lot of people that backpacking stay in hostels. Mm-hmm. But I, I just so what? It's so backpacking. Part. I just carry me a tent. I, I don't even th- think I would do that. I would. I would have somewhere, but I would live everywhere in my backpack. But no, no, like you get to a tent, boom. Bam, there you is. Out there in the field. Why not? Mm-mm. Eating the juice, eating the berries off the trees. Well, you just need to join the military. You'd had all the fun of doing that all day because you had to. Amen. So that was this or that. Uh definitely if you remember the questions, think about it to yourself. Which one would you pick? A lot of people are traveling in this summer month. Oh, yes. uh, there's a lot of people going to visit family. All I can say is be safe. Yes. Enjoy your family this summer and stay hydrated because it is, it's not even that hot in Vegas, but it's hotter in a lot of other places. So what definitely, say? what you say, man, I was in Atlanta. I was like, Oh, I need to go back to Vegas. This is ridiculous. This humid heat is tearing me up. <laughs> like that, that is really crazy to me. Okay, my wife on here says she wants a backpack. I want a backpack too. I want a backpack through Europe. Like I want to go to like see Buckingham Palace and then go into the. But I want a backpack with a hotel to go to. I'm not staying at nobody hostel. I've seen too many horror. I'm saying films like so. Even where, in it, if you're gonna do the whole adventure with the backpacking, you get to a tent. Don't spend no money well, on a hotel. Get but, to a tent. But backpacking. 
I want the hybrid experience. I want to carry the backpack where you keep everything on your backpack and then you just go to the next city and then call it a day. But nah, I'm I'm not gonna do it. Well, let's talk about what we came here to talk about today. <laughs> let's do uh, all right. So y'all saw the topic. The topic today is hard hearts in grace. We're talking about having hard hearts. What is a hard heart? A lot of people that have been felt abused, used, and put through the wire, they acquire a hard heart. And it's not just a church saying. It's uh, anything saying. If you've ever had heartbreak, a lot of people get a hard heart where they have a lot of hard times loving people and, and treating people well because they feel so, you know, like they've been through a lot of trauma. Um, well, in Christianity, it is super easy to have a hard heart to another Christian. Why is that? First of all, we have a hard heart because we felt wrong. And to prevent it, which a lot of people don't, you go to that person and you tell them, hey, you offended me and you try to right the wrong. And if that don't work, you bring somebody else. We all know, go back and forth. And then you, you bring them before the church. And if it don't work before the church and have your Tyler Perry moment, and then you, you, you just leave them alone. Well, most people don't go and try to right the wrong with their brothers and sisters in the beginning. And they start growing a hard heart of resentment and hatred and unforgiveness and madness because you like, man, I don't do nothing to nobody to my knowledge. I try to stay out the way. And when I try to help others, I always seem to feel used. I always seem to feel mistreated. I always seem to be on the negative connotation of things. And I, I want to talk about hard heart because a lot of people go through this moment and having a hard heart in Christianity. Some people get their hard heart because they pastor. They passed, they had unrealistic expectations for their pastor and they let him down and they got a hard heart and say, well, I'm, I'm church hurt. You know, that, that good old t-shirt hashtag. Then there's people that are very, 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 hard hearted because they grew up with somebody that was supposed to be a Christian, big mama, grandmama, auntie, cousin, whatever. And they don't believe in the faith because that person treated them so wrongly, still representing the fold of Christ. Yes. And they get a hard heart. Every time they talk about Christianity, they like, they're like Paul or AKA Saul before he was Paul. He yeah. had two names. And they they can't stand Christians. They can't talk about. They always trying to find a way to debunk something, and they're always doing this. Well, hard hearts. If the root of the hard heart is this, it's unforgiveness. Huh. Um. When you start having a hard heart on some things, you start realizing there's trauma there. Yeah. Trauma is so easily translated into drama. So easily. I was talking about that earlier. Um, and we have to realize that when you're dealing with a hard heart, you're so sensitive. Mm. I'm not calling you weak. I'm calling you sensitive. What do you mean yeah. by sensitive? You know, when you get, when you hurt something, like let's say your leg, your leg becomes sensitive. Like you can't jump up. You can't walk on uneven areas because it's too sensitive for you to work on. It hurts. Well, when you have a hard heart, 
you hurt easily because automatically you're like, this person's attacking me. This person ain't got my back. You come, you start catching yourself being in a pity party where you start talking about how nobody treats you right. You, you, this, you, that, and all those things. But we have to get to the point of understanding one thing, which goes into grace. Even though you have the mercy, even though you have the capability of destroying somebody's life, you should, and you, you should still give mercy because the same red button you have for somebody, somebody else got that same red button for you. Hmm. The grace is that you are shown by people. It's this. It's it's the goes. It's not even the golden rule. Is Bible, treat people the way you want to be treated, right? And you got to think about it. How much grace are you giving other people? A lot of people could dish out the judgment, but they can't dish out grace. They can't dish out mercy. That's good. They can't dish out understanding. Like there's a lot of things when it comes down to grace and a hard heart because a lot of people get a hard heart for a lot of misunderstandings what do you think let's 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 go into it i gave y'all the breakdowns of hard heart and grace and we want to talk about the whole part of people not giving grace and mercy to others and and it's a sign of having a hard heart so marvette what do you think about that so i think what happens a lot of times is that we forget that when things happen, because life happens and people will, you know, you will uh, experience hurt, you'll experience pain, you'll ex experience people um, mistreating you, mishandling what, handling you, whatever you want to, you know, call it, because life, it just, it happens. And sometimes we get so caught up in what they've done that we forget that there are times, because I, it was, a, I'm going to say this, I had, it was a point in my life where I had to really pull the mirror up. And I had to realize that I hurt some people, I mishandled some people, I used some people, but I was expecting them to give me grace and mercy for it. Mm. But then in return, the people who did me wrong, I wasn't trying to give no grace and mercy to them. Mm. And so what made me think I was sitting and God was like, but I giving you, forget that the people gave you, I give you grace and mercy. I give you new grace and new mercy every day. So who are you? I who are you to hold a grudge and, and look down upon, you know, and feel like people are not worthy of your your grace and your mercy when I give it to you each and every day and really you're not deserving. I have wrote this down and I said grace means undeserved kindness. It is the gift of God to man the moment he sees he the moment he sees he is unworthy of God's favor. Meaning like we we're not worthy of God giving us his, his mercy and grace. Mm -hmm. We mess up every day. We do things we're contrary to belief. Like folks think, oh, I don't never do. People will say, I don't never mess up and I don't never do wrong and I do everything right. Prom I promise you they lying to you. Fact. Somewhere throughout the day, they done something that God was not pleased with or they said something or they had a thought in their mind, but God doesn't hold it against them. He shows grace. And he shows mercy. So to the people in the world, who am I to say, you are not deserving of my grace and my mercy because you hurt me. I'm mm. no better than God. I'm definitely not. I'm not on the same level 
as the most high God. So if he can give it to me, and if he forgave you, and if he can extend mercy and grace upon you, then I can do the same. And sometimes we forget that we we make mistakes. We That's like it get wiped out that we make mistakes and we hurt people. And just because no one told you you hurt them doesn't mean you haven't. Facts. Just because they haven't came and told you, even though we're supposed to come. Now, I, I, I've been in a situation where I went to someone and I knew mm -hmm. that I hurt them or I didn't even understand why I hurt them. But push my pride to the side, right? And I went to them and apologized. And I and I gave, and it was a safe apology. They say they received it, but in return, they still talking about me, right? So I was like, I was, I was still like kind of upset about it. And God was like, still show love, still give them grace, still show them mercy, because I do the same to you. You mm. ask me time and time again for forgiveness and you still do one, two, and three. And every day I give you mercy and new grace. So we, if we want to say that we are like God or we're in the likeness of the father, then we need to move as such. We sometimes only want to take bits and pieces of the scripture in the word and say, that's who we are. And that's who we want to be. But we don't want to deal with everything else. We don't want to walk into everything. We only want to walk half of the scripture. But if you're gonna do, if you're gonna build yourself as as a son or you know a, a son of God, then you need to go through all the scriptures. You're not gonna get everything right, but don't don't discredit or go down or beat people other people down. Like we gotta remember who we are. We gotta remember who we are. We gotta remember who what God has done for us. Because I'm I'm an, I'm nothing without God, man. And if he if he decides today that I'm taking my hand, if he decides I'm tired, I'm tired of her, because she just keep doing stuff, I'd be in a world of trouble. Facts. You know what I mean? But he doesn't. He gives, he has such this love for me, or for us that even in there, it's like he know, I know she gonna, I know she gonna snap today. I just know it. It's gonna be hard for her to keep her mouth closed. I just know it. You know what I mean? I know that, okay, she been doing good right here, but they keep poking what we say, poking the bell. They keep poking the bell. She going to snap on somebody eventually. And when she snap, I'm going to be right here. Come on, baby. Let's get it together. And, and see, one thing I think about that, when you look about God and us being as Christ-like, meaning to follow the, like the, the characteristics of Christ, right? Mm -hmm. And when I look at it, like, if you go into Ephesians 4 and 32, it says, be kind to one another, right. tender hearted, forgiving one another as Christ forgave you. Hmm. Showing grace and mercy to other people is an important part of Christianity. Like there shouldn't be so much beef, hmm. pettiness in the body of Christ when the scriptures say simply the first thing gets knock somebody on the head right there be kind to one another be kind come on tender hearted not heart not 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 that two dollar steak tough hard steak but tender hearted forgiving one another as god in christ forgave you mm. that's ephesians 4 and 32 and that's bible so it's when people ask why is it important for Christians to show grace and mercy to one another, because it's Bible. 
It's Bible. Jesus, Come on. God did it for you. Why are you not doing that same mercy he gives to you? Why can't you show it to other people? Why why everybody got to be understanding of your struggle, but you can't understand no one else's struggle? It, it, it doesn't make sense. And then, so when it comes down to like being hardened towards each other, it says, there was another question that said, how can Christians avoid becoming hardened towards other believers? It's easy to become jaded and, and cynical towards other Christians when you see their flaws and shortcomings. However, we call to extend love and forgiveness even when it's difficult. The scripture says in Hebrews 3 and 13, but extort one another every day as long as it's called today that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Hmm. One thing, and that's Hebrews 3 and 13, you have to get to a point where we're practicing what we read. I'm I'm putting this down. We're going to topic, into this topic deeper. Why you go to church? I want somebody to write that in the comments. Like, if you watch me right now, I want to know, why do you go to church? Because if it's to know more about God and have a relationship with God, it should be just like when you, when you had a relationship with a friend, you should know how they act, know how they move, know what, what, what they about. Because a lot of people go to church and they walk in one way and out the same way they walked in, not reflective, not to a point where understanding why God has done what they uh, what he's done in their life because you were saved there's evidence of god in your whole life i mean from birth to now you could see how god's held his hand and why you are still here so why are you so easily able to cut someone off when god never cut you off Never. How were you able to say out your mouth? I don't fool with them. I don't love them. Especially because can I be real with you? And people going to say ouch and people going to skit scat around this. It's sad that most families have issues. Hmm. And that's the first people you met in your life. Come on. Before you met everybody, everybody be like, well, uh, family ain't, 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 ain't who god gave you it's 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 who you make no brother those are the people that you you have more (laughs) oh wait you have more patience for a person you just met than your auntie you have more patience for that person than your brother and your sister you have more patience for a person you just met you give grace People have done you wrong. People stole money from you. People spoke on your name. But because they're your friend, it's all good. But when it comes to your family, nah, nah, they should know better. Why? They're people. They still human. That's where most of these people are getting their hard hearts from anyway. Family trauma. You hold something against big mama, daddy, mama, whatever, but you don't even see that you copying the same wrong things you didn't like to the next generation come on you oh man that's so good that's got so good. to that's so good. really start looking at that like where's your hard heart coming from you you go to church every sunday but you meaner than a rattlesnake what happened we, we, we remedial we in remedial classes remedial classes for real like 
It says simply, and when I read in Ephesians, the first words said to be kind. There's a lot of Christians that ain't crying. They ain't kind at all. So where is the evidence in your life? Are you walking this thing out? If you want to know what is it to be a Christian it is to be kind, it is to be loving, tenderhearted, and to forgive one another. If you're missing those things, you're not walking in Christianity. You're walking in ego and self vain. Mm, that's good. You, I don't care how many scriptures you have if you mean. You mess you you missed the main one. I don't care if you could preach a whole revival if you don't treat people right. You missed the main one. If you are talking about I'm a Christian and you always because one thing that you know what burns me up, Marvette. As a Christian, people don't realize because you know, ever since I didn't understand this till I became a pastor. Everybody want to throw stuff on the pastor because uh. of the leadership title, but nobody thinks that when they said I believe that Jesus rose on the third day and I, I, I am a sinner and I, I want to bring salvation into my life, that that was the day that you were supposed to stop all the foolishness. Uh. Not when you went down in the water. That should have been confirmation. That was, But when you accepted and professed out of your own mouth to bring Jesus into your life, that was the day that the change was supposed to happen. That was the day. That was the day when the standard changed for you. It wasn't the just a pastor that did it. It was that day that you were supposed to start loving. That day when you're supposed to be kind. That day when you're supposed to learn how to forgive. It, and 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 people forget that part. That's where this hashtag church hurt came from because everybody's not taking accountability for themselves. I did some messed up stuff. I did things being selfish. I did things where I used people up in the church and all that stuff when I was going, coming up in the church because I didn't understand that because I was putting worldly views into Christianity. It happens, but I can't say I was perfect and it was the pastor fault. I'm perfect, but everybody else wrong. It's just like when my pastor used to say, when you look for the perfect church, it stops being perfect as soon as you walk in. Come on. So there is no such thing as the perfect church. So it's just like when it comes down to dealing with people, we got to be grown up with this. Like a lot of people don't like to hear it. You got to be a grown up sometimes and accept your own faults. There's been times you've been toxic. There's been times you've been selfish. There's been times that you've did it. But once you identify it, you start working on self. That's the whole part of Christianity. God said, don't, you know, come as you are. The liar, the person who steals, the person that cheats, the person that do wrong, the person that cusses, the person that don't treat people right. He said, because I could deal with that because hmm. we know what it is. But when you come here lying, I ain't mean. You mean you, what are you talking about? You ain't talked to your sister in 12 years. What are you talking about? You ain't mean. I, I forgive all the time. You ain't forgave yourself. That's why you look the way you look. So it's a lot of things when it comes down to this Christianity walk of why you're getting a hard heart. Some people get a hard heart so they don't have to face up that they've been mean all these years. And it's OK to push people away other than to admit that I was wrong. Right. I was mean. I did them wrong because 
it's one thing I used to see, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you interject, Marvet. But this really got me. Mm-hmm. A lot of people turn off their humanity. Like there was a show called Vampire Diaries, and it was amazing to me how they were saying the show that these vampires could turn their humanity switch off, and it was just primal. It was very, it was selfish, it was vain, and all they cared about was feeding and whatever they wanted to do and to be tempted. And when they turned their humanity back on, an overwhelming of emotion of all the wrong they've done would come over them, and it would make them want to turn it off. People in the Right now, it's doing that right now. They've okay. turned that humanity off where they, they're desensitized, where they don't care. They only care about them, them themselves, them, I, that's this fake sense of self-care. And they 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 smoking, they drinking, they, they having sex, they're doing all these different things that they feel like is feeding them and making them feel b- better in this temporary basis. But there's a root in there that they've never talked about or never admitted to. So they just keep feeling empty when they get to this empty part. It's fears them because then they got to identify the demon in the room and that Uh. demon in the room has been sitting with them most of their life. And they've keep running away from this demon, but keeping it along because they don't know life without it. It's a spiritual warfare that has been rooted in their life. That's why they smoke. That's why they, they it, it's crazy. Have you ever seen somebody that had a, a druggy parent and they don't even do the same drug, the same drug of choice, but they act just like their parent? Mm-hmm. That's crazy to me. So it doesn't, it don't care if it's crack cocaine, if it was weed, if it was this, it was that. It was the spirits of the same familiar spirit in that blood. Yeah. That is making that person be selfish. That's making that person be self-destructive. That's making that person get to a point where they don't even know themselves. They're not even really here. They hear, but they not. Yeah. And that hard heart eventually gets to your mind for you to be hard-headed. Hello, somebody. And when you become hard-headed, those you keep bumping into the same remedial lessons. And you wonder why every time I start something, it tears down. You build, it's like building a sandcastle on the beach. You build your life up. It get good for a minute. And then you get, you get pride and ego. Come on. And God washes it all away again. And you start all over again. How many people, I want to just say, uh, virtually raise your hand. How many people are tired of starting over? Come on. You got to deal with your heartstrings of what's been triggering you, what you've been going through. Because at the end of the day, when you in the hospital, when you in jail, when you at home by yourself, it's just you yourself to deal with. Mm-hmm. And God still going to sit there and be like, you ready to deal with it? Either you could run from it or you could, you could always accept that you have some flaws. Everybody that's been mean has been through something. Like I said, trauma usually turns into drama. You can hear people that's been through some stuff of the trauma in their life. And I'm not taking that away from you. I'm just saying it's not okay to take out your trauma on somebody else that had nothing to do with it. Right. Can I let you know, God said that you had to go through that to be stronger, but you made it. You didn't die 
there's some people that went through what you went exactly through and did they're no longer on this earth, but you're on this earth and you have a powerful testimony. Job went through it, not just so he could be punished and think, oh, God is this horrible God. He went through it to know that God, no matter how hard it gets, no matter what's taken away, God still had him. If he didn't do anything else, God still had him. Marvette, what do you think? Let me stop because I could preach and prophesize all night. But <laughs> You said so much, and I was trying to. <sighs> so I, I really, honestly, because you said something really that kind of struck me. You said about people's trauma and it turning to drama. And sometimes I just want to encourage somebody because at this, in this, in that moment, I want you to take your trauma, understanding the the, the reasoning of your trauma, identify what your trauma is, identify that you have trauma identify that you've been traumatized, whatever you want to do, but identify that and turn your trauma into your purpose. Take that instead of allowing it to consume you to where you're moving, you're reacting in pain. Anytime you respond and you responding from, you're responding from that pain of your traumas that and then you're taking it out on people who didn't do anything to you that did not and I, I i was just having this conversation with i i have three adult children and i was just telling my 20 year old just uh the other day we was together um on my way to my mom's house and i told her i said she's in a relationship and you know her and the guy are they're young so i was i told her this and said this is something that no one told me i had to learn right Communi communicate if he done something if he does something that trigger a trauma and you just start spazzing out he don't know right so instead of reacting on what he done you're reacting onto the trauma tell him say hey let's sit down i need to, I need to explain something to you real quick get yourself together because i know you're, you're you know we get all hyped up women we so emotional so, but explaining to him, hey, what you did, let me give you a little, you know, of what I what I dealt with in the past. And so what you just did or what you said reminded me of that. And that triggered something in me. Communicate that with your with the person that you with. That way that person don't could that person don't understand what's going Can on. Can I add something on that? What's go ahead? Check yourself before you talk to somebody. Cause a lot of times we I I I, I I've done it. Can I say I've done it? Something triggered me. And there's a different, the Bible says that gentle words can stop wrath. So if you just simply say, there's a difference between like, hey, bro, that, that bothers me. Don't do that compared to, can you please don't do that? You know, exactly. I, had some, I had some problems where that reminds me of those problems. And really? I would I would really hope that you don't do that around me because someone with a hard heart is going to snap on you. Mm -hmm. automatically they're going to be like that trigger me going to, into that but you gotta know that everything don't deserve a rah 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 first of all don't you get tired like i think the older we get the more the more tired you should be of always want to be confrontational life as a black person is not a reality show we're not throwing waters and walking away we're not cussing out and fighting because you know fighting is the lowest form of communication the lowest so it's just kind of like 
you could be classy. You and know irritated. what? You know what, Jay? I, I think using the the profane language is is the lowest because you said to me, and, and it, I'm, it's just me speaking as a woman. I I don't like like you know when you know we humans you know curse, but I've been around some women that every word is profanity, and I'm like, why? Like you don't have no other words you can use. And it's like it shows it to me, it shows a lack of education when you feel like there's no other word you can use to, to describe how you feel. And I'm and I look, I don't condone fighting, y'all. Marfet used to be a fighter, okay? So I do not condone fighting at all. At all. But it's just so her I'm views are not matching up with even... anointed radio. If you if you believe that her views are offensive, please deal with Marvette by yourself. <laughs> But I don't fight anymore now. And can I? And y'all know those who know Marvin the artist. I'm very transparent. When I tell y'all, can I tell y'all that it, it's a thin line, and sometimes I have to pray immediately. God help me keep my hands to myself. Let me lift them and not swing them. You you know what I mean. So I have to have that conversation every night. Y'all got ask. Mm. Huh? Mm. We go, we we could break it down for real. I'm about to I'm about to bring deliverance in here today. So all right, so, so right before you're about to swing, have you ever asked yourself why? Have I ever asked myself why for the swing? Mm-hmm. No, because I ain't thinking. Okay. Now anger. I learned this from a therapist. I think every person should have a therapist. Come on, because I just emailed uh, me. I just so, emailed one. Wait, no, so I learned this from my therapist. My therapist says that anger is the greatest teacher yes things that you have not got over so i was like okay so when we're in situations and the reason why i say it's the lowest form because i think that's the most ignorant thing that you could do is put your hands on somebody because you didn't understand and you didn't know what the words to say or to articulate to that person not to do something when you got a like big mama you say god gave you a mouth use it use your words because your words have power so if, if if you have power and you know in a situation you're about to flip off first of all and i don't care how it looks have you ever sat there and be like why am i about to do this no i don't i don't ask myself questions after the fact and i'd be like oh my god why did i go that far i just went way i overdid it but it be but i because so let me clarify y'all i have not done that in a long time okay let me clarify Marvin the artist you beat up somebody yesterday y'all don't let her fool y'all. She was beating somebody up. No, I was not, y'all. I have not put my hands on nobody talking about fighting in a long, long time. Thank God for the She was fighting in the spirit. See, y'all so negative-minded. Yeah, you, you, I'm glad you came back because them boogers would be, oh my God. Mark, headlines now. Marvette was fighting yesterday. <laughs> Listen, now, like I said, now, there was a time, like it I'm 44, so like when I was in, I was like what 30, 30 something years old, my last fight. Yeah. Yeah. I had to think again. It was in my 30s. But I didn't think about why until at the fact I was like, why am I still fighting? Like I'm too old for this. But I, at that time I felt like I was justified for what I was doing because I felt like I was being disrespected. And so, but even so can I ask you something? It was a trigger. What's yeah? This is just gonna be a help Marvette data. 
So you it, felt so like it's not gonna be a hell. Felt like, you, you, no, you sir. Felt like it was justified, right? At that moment. At that moment. I know better now, but at that so, moment. So I at that like moment, you felt, you, you felt like it was justified. Okay. Mm-hmm. So w- what I would say to that, because you never know how this familiar test always pops up. I would say a lot of times you don't have to give a response to everything. That's all the time. Like for and not only because I think that's where a lot of people get into fights and altercations and, and arguments because people feel like I got like I just you dealt with respond. That. I gotta respond. No, you don't. Yeah. Like, not, you I say can, a lot by just not saying nothing at all. I can attest to that and I can agree with you on that because now I say I is y'all it's been a long time since because I was the test, I promise you, I failed that time. So the test came to me, not just oh recently. Okay. That test was brought that same test, different people was in my face. And I thank God because I did not, I didn't react. From my hands, I didn't even react the norm, my norm with my mouth. I responded because God told me He He made it so clear to me, and He sent me so many confirmations within that week. He was like, "I'm not concerned about how they're mistreating you, because I take care of that. But my my, my I'm concerned about how you're going to respond. So my response had to be different. I had to re- I couldn't respond under my flesh." I had to respond to their spirit. So instead of me responding to their flesh and responding out of my flesh, I would allow God to do what he needed to do. So I be, I would, So my response was being quiet. My response was still showing love. My response is truly forgiving and letting it go. I didn't apologize for my part. I've taken accountability to, for what I've done and I'm done with it. Now it's up to God. And if it's in God's will, we'll connect in a way to where we can really do ministry and do things the way God wanted us to do it. Or you're going to, or it's not going to happen, but it won't be on me. That blood is no longer on my hands. Now it's on you. You get, you get what I'm saying? So my response definitely yeah. is different from what it used to be because like I, I, I had so much built up anger growing up. So my, the way I can get the anger out was to fight. You know, that was my, my, my only, my outlet, my outlet was, and I grew up in the church y'all. So, but my outlet was, so I, I didn't care where I used to fight church and all. So y'all so church beats. people was with, was with the stuff. Huh? So y'all ch- people that grew up in the church, you know, you're the second person I hadn't heard that grew up in the church. Y'all need your own like documentary growing up in the church because my Lord, there's a lot of people. You'd be like, ain't that the place of healing, salvation, and structure and morals? You'd be like, yeah, I was out there selling dope in the church. Uh, My daddy was the deacon. You'd be like, what? (laughs) Y'all knew better? People who know me know like my my grandmother has nine kids. Eight Eight of them are preaching, okay? Out of the nine, eight of them are preaching. One of them is my mama. Okay. My grandma, when I started, grew up, my grandma was my first pastor. That was, she was my first, like, so I grew up around all of that. I grew up, I've seen the miracle signs and wonders. I've seen the demons. I, I've been around all that. I was the, the church girl in school. I wore the, the, the skirts year round, the stockings, I year round. Cause mama did not believe in us wearing pants and shorts and stuff. All that, but even the skirt, I drugged you real quick because I felt like that was my only way of getting what I was getting teased because of the skirts. 
I was dealing with stuff at home. So my only way, my only response was to put my hands in because I, I want, I, you know, I ain't gonna, I say now, play tennis with nobody. What you mean tennis? I ain't going back and forth with nobody. If I feel like I'm arguing with you too long, I'm gonna walk away. Because I feel like you ain't finna do nothing, so we just doing too much talking. So if I really want to fight, I'm just going to pop you and make you fight me. See? But see. God is good. Because but God has delivered you like from anymore. that. Huh? I said, because God delivered you from that. He did. He delivered and me. So now instead of me popping people, I lay hands on them the right way. It's all for Jesus. <laughs> that one's still questionable. So one thing I want to say is how does... <laughs> So somebody might be asking, how does our relationship with God impact our ability to show grace with others? Well, mm. once you really start having a relationship with God yes, and have an understanding of God's grace towards us, it motivates you to extend that same grace because you can start putting your yourself in other people's shoes because we all have fallen short. When the Bible says we've all fallen short of God's glory, we have. So when you can know that, then you have more sympathy, understanding, and knowing the 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 empathy of like, man, God really was there for me when I was trash. But now that I'm doing better, I could be there for somebody else because hmm. I know how it feels to be going through something and nobody understanding. And all they do is give you judgment and not give you love and hope so that they could change around. Just like a child that's having a temper tantrum, hit, giving them negative responses is just going to bring more negative issues. But if you give them positive reinforcement of talking and, and understanding, this is not talking about correction, but this is talking about when a child is going through, you can see it in the child's eyes, just like I can see it in most adults. When you are dealing with something, okay, and that trauma, that that issue, that thing that you don't want to deal with, you'll start realizing that you can start identifying other people with it because the mannerisms are the same, mm. the spirits is the same. That's good. You'll start, you'll start seeing logistics of 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 how you was and somebody else, and you be like, oh, they dealing with that. That ain't hmm. prophetic. That's God's giving you discernment. <laughs> I'm just giving you something. somebody said that. And I had to break that, bust that over the head too. So, scripture is that Ephesians two and eight. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God. You have to have grace. So the questions I would ask you is: What does it mean to show grace to others in your life? How does it, how do you think our culture views in the concept of forgiveness and mercy? Because I feel like a lot of times people feel like they look weak if they forgive. Oh, oh my gosh, and, I was and, gonna say that. They think and, it's a weakness. You know, people don't understand, understand like why why would you do that? And you don't owe anybody anything, it's not about them. It's not about owing them anything, it's not about trying to be their best friend, it's not trying to get in their good graces, it's not about that. It's about truly doing it the way God wants you to do it because He do it for us each and every day. So I'm, I'm gonna take one further on top of that. It's it's for me, it's for me to have a clear conscience. That I know I get it right. Mind. Come on, because I'm a lot of people got a lot of a lot of people on their mind for free. Like, I mean, you worried about Free. this person. Come they on. sleep at home eating ice cream, feet up, 
Looking chilling. And good. you over there, you mean mugging every time you see them. Every time you, you had to block them on Facebook because you couldn't see them doing anything on life. You did all this stuff. Let it go. Like God said, let go and let God. If they did you wrong, I could tell you right now, when you let go and let God and say, God, you know, I forgive them, but I'm going to give them to you. Man, God will work in your favor. But when you hold it and when you uh, you trying to be uh, nice, nasty with people, because it's not really being nice. You're just being a fake pretense of a Christian nice person, but Come you're on. treating them wrong and you're not for being forgiving. It shows and it starts wearing on you. You start looking like you ain't slept. You start going crazy on certain things. You, you can't, don't know who to trust and who to be with. That's because you ain't let it go. And it's eating at you, just like it did Saul. If you think about Saul, Saul was tormented by demons during this time because he had something against David because David was chosen to replace him. It had nothing to do about David. It was more about the point that he knew that when he died, this person was going to be the person in charge. And it's sad because God knew knew that he could have just gave David the kingdom. But he he let Saul live and Saul still was mad that he was like, well, even when I die, he going to be the king that everybody's talking about and is and, and was tormented by it. Yeah. You being tormented for some people in, that came in your life that was seasoned reasons or whatever in your life for what? Like, think about it. Say that to yourself. Why am I being tormented? Why are they living in my head for free? The only person that should live in your head. Yeah, Yeah. why? Because you're doing it to yourself. The person you should have your mind on, even the Bible says, keep your mind on Jesus. Your mind is so caught up on what your daddy did in 1985 and what your mama did in 1999 and what happened in COVID and what that girl did. All these people in your head, but you ain't let that go. So you ain't, it's kind of like a computer. You, your RAM space, your, your hard drive space is full. Yeah. You can't even download new things into your life because you're so caught up with old past things and old unforgiveness that even from the inside, it's rotting you mm. from your mind, how you love your heart. I really see unforgiveness as like a rot. And yes. what you see, like when it goes, when rock go inside of a house, it starts tarnishing things and breaking things down and making things just destroyed. You're destroying relationships. You're destroying yourself because you didn't forgive that person by simply saying you could have called them up. First of all, you called them for money. Come on. Let's, let's act like you ain't never talked to this person before. Most people that you got a grudge with, you had a personal relationship where you could call them for money, for advice, for everything else. You can't call them for two seconds and say, can you forgive me? Why do I need why do I need to forgive you? I didn't call you for that. Can you forgive me? Yes, I forgive you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. Get off the phone. Someone just said, it's easier said than done. Is it? You've done some hard stuff. You've done some hard stuff in your life. And you can't do that. That means you're scary. Oh, you got mad because I called you scary. You scary though, because that's what scary look like. You're scary right. because you didn't get to the point of just saying, "I'm going to go to that person and fix the wrong. I'm going to go to that person and make it right." I didn't tell you to be their best friend. I didn't right. tell you to be the bestest buds. But I'm telling you to go make it right for yourself, for your own peace. Because how much do you want 
in your life of peace because nobody is worth losing your peace in your mind. Nobody is worth you going through so much hell and hot water while nobody knows what you're going through. Suicide is rampant due to people not having peace. And the first thing to be able to get out of that mindset is to forgive and let go, not to forget because you're not, you have a head, you're smart, you're intelligent. Don't put yourself in that situation no more. But what I can tell you is that you could forgive, let go of it. Stop holding on it. Stop thinking about it every day. Stop talking about it because you sound like you got dementia. I'm sorry nobody told you that. But yeah, you sound like you got all times dementia talking about, ooh, they did me wrong. Do you know they did me wrong? You didn't told me that 10 times. I don't care. Fix it. If you ain't gonna if you ain't gonna do nothing about it, don't talk about it. And that's the most powerful thing I can give you. If you're not gonna do nothing to fix it, don't talk about it. Because you're not doing nothing by talking about it. You just keep speaking the same old death over and over and over. If you want to have dementia, keep on with unforgiveness. I'm telling you. Come I'm on. Telling you, I, you think that it's just a disease. Unforgiveness come from um, unforgiveness. Get that dementia. Get at all times. Your mind going to go because you're so worried. You, can't, you haven't even downloaded to 2023 because you caught up in 1997. Uh, yeah, that was for somebody. I'm just letting you know it's time to move on and start living life right now and, and, and enjoying the birds, the flowers, the everything, because tomorrow ain't promised. And God has been trying to get you in the mode to see you have a great life now. Stop looking back. You have a great life now. Stop talking about things you ain't even got. I'm saving somebody's financial right now. Stop counting on money you ain't got. Deal with what you got now. Work with what you got now because a lot of people, y'all, oh, oh, I'm going to get this money. Oh, I got in this car accident. Oh, I got this. I got that. Oh, and is it in your hands? No? All right, cool. Enjoy your now. Stop thinking about things. Even the Bible says don't talk about things of tomorrow because there's enough in today. (laughs) There's enough in today. I want you to know hard heart is not necessary because it roots do you know what the root of a hard heart is unforgiveness Hmm. give grace the same grace you ask for start giving it and watch your life change watch how the people around you can start mending relationships because god tell you something if you unforgiven and you got a hard heart you're trash okay i'm sorry you thought i was going to talk nice to you no because that's how you talk to other people I feel bad for the people that got that love you because most people with hard hearts and with the wrong mindset. Watch this. Watch this. People with the, the hard hearts that don't give grace, they're trash as people and they treat the people that love them the most, the worst. That's good. If you if you if you doubt me, if you got a hard heart, look around. How many people don't want to fool with you? How many people just they see your phone call? They don't answer. How many people to get to a point like, man, here we gotta, we gotta deal with, we gotta deal with her, we gotta deal with him. They gonna, they gonna be tripping. Oh, let me get prepared for them because you know how they is because they full of unforgiveness and full of hard heart, a hard heart in here, rooted from unforgiveness. Forgive and watch your life change. I promise you. I put everything I love that if you start forgiving, your life will change tonight. 
if you really just tired of going through what you're going through and and, and how I know, how do you know I ain't forgave? Because you keep bringing a certain situation up. Uh, that ain't happened but a year ago. Even if it's yesterday, you keep bringing it up into the new things that God has brought. God gave you new grace and mercy every day. But you can't see today's grace and mercy because you're talking about 12 years ago of Um, grace and mercy. I need y'all to realize people have been talking sweet to you because they want your money. Y'all don't give money to Anointed Radio. (laughs) I know it. I'm going to give you the truth. I'm going to give you the truth here at Anointed Radio where simply, your pastor might not say it, but I'm going to say it. Your soul is determined on your forgiveness. Your soul and your salvation is determined by your forgiveness. You got to realize how much power is in forgiveness and how much it will bring you peace, love, joy, and everything that you've asked for. Because God is not going to give you some more stuff for you to be nice, nasty with. Uh-huh. Why would I? Why would God give you that million dollars you asking for and you don't even treat people right with $2? That's right. So he could be more distracted away from why would God give you the house that you keep asking, you keep asking for when you don't even, you got a cousin that's sleeping on the couch right now and you won't even open up the rented house that you in. And that house ain't yours either. If you want to be real, let's, let's talk real. I'm just saying at the end of the day, you want all this help, but you ain't willing to help nobody. You're trash. Sorry, you're trash. And share it with your mama, your cousin, your auntie, and all the favorite cousins on your daddy's side, like Marvette would say. That if you can't treat people the way you want to be treated, you're trash. And don't tell nobody that you're a Christian. Because that's embarrassing, yo. Like, I'm, this is the part that really affects me. Because there's somebody out there that really going to see you with your hard heart and nastiness and think that that's how all God's people are. And they're going to be like, man, I don't want to be that. And that makes me mad because you just stopped somebody from coming into the fold and knowing about salvation. You could have killed somebody with your ugliness. Uh, just being real. If you want to be nice, nasty, and you want to be hard-hearted, and you want to act with the, the fashion. Because can I be real with you? A lot of these people that you see on here ain't acting safe anyway in real life. <laughs> I told you I'm gonna be un, I'm gonna be un, unfiltered for a moment. I'm sorry because this is serious. This is real ministry right now. That I need y'all to understand the concept of un, for unforgiveness is real. There is some pastors, uh, prophets, uh, evangelists, and all this stuff in the church that are trash right now, and they're hurting people because they won't get right with themselves with accountability of actually forgiving themselves and understanding. Watch it. Their actions affect other people. So instead of being on the point of saying, you know what? I need to forgive that person so I could get better with myself. They say, no, it's the other person's fault. Uh, Watch people work. Deflection is real. A person that has unforgiveness is a big deflector. Because you have a hard heart. Hard hearts do what? They don't feel for nobody. So they're going to say it's everybody else's fault. They become narcissistic. They they start talking about how everybody did them wrong. That's why we have all these renegade churches. Oh, let me stop. Okay, I'm going, I'm going too deep. 
I need a Patreon. I go real deep on that one. Yeah, nice start Patreon. But let's. But at the end of the day, Marvette, and you can shut me up in a minute. In like the next sec, next second, a few seconds. I just want everybody to know, forgiveness is real. If you want your life to change, start forgiving. What does forgiveness look like? Because there's always that person. Because that's how I was, man, bro. I'm, I'm, I. That's how I talk. Hey, bro, pastor, dude, whatever. How does forgiveness look like? Well, that dad that beat you. That mother that neglect you. If that's who you're talking about, I, I I challenge you to go to them and say all the things that you keep struggling with and say, can you please forgive me for hating you? Can you please forgive me for not liking you? Can you please forgive me for having these feelings? Everything that's been holding you back has been a chain. If you could go to that person and say that, and, and now we live in a world that you don't even got to do all that. You can literally just go on the phone. Hey, it's really froze. Yep, it's froze. So can I can y'all okay well he something happened where he um to so but can y'all miss Angela can you hear me? Cause I said did you I say you see where you said it's froze. Can you hear me? Let me know if you can hear me and I want to continue to talk. Um because he said something he said about forgiving and asking for asking others for forgiveness. Okay, great. So I I'm gonna give a short this this transparent moment um moment with you guys real quick and hopefully by the time i you know get done talking he'll come back in um but it's a it's definitely forgiveness is definitely um a major component in our life because um it can be a hindrance it can truly be a hindrance to you doing exactly what god has called you to do it can be a hindrance to god opening doors um for you, it can hinder you holding on to stuff. And so I am um, talking to you guys and I just shared some of you know where I just lost someone on last week um, who is a very important, who is a very important person. Um, and that person um, what victimized me. And I... In his last in last days, um, I was able to tell him that I forgave him, even though I have, and we've had this conversation years ago. But I, in that moment, I felt this so so on me that I needed to say it to him. 
And so I said, I forgive you and that I love you. You don't have to worry. I'm not holding on to anything. And I also had a moment when I said to them that if you felt like I held on to anything, if you felt like whatever, because I don't know what you may have felt. I don't know if I said something that hurt you. I don't know if I did something that hurt him. I don't know. You just, you, you know what I mean? You don't know. So it wasn't about, I don't know. So to make it clear, I apologize to them as well. Not only did I let them know that I forgave them and that I love them, but I asked for forgiveness as well. And I believe in my heart that all was well when they took their last breath. It's important that you release that stuff. It's important that you let all of that go because it will hold you down. It will weigh you down. And you you can't be effective. You can't say, I want to go in the street. So I wanna I wanna travel the world and I wanna leave an impact on others and on their life, right? We don't want to be, we can't say we want to be impactive and we don't do the necessary things that we need to do so we can be. So I wanted to, I want to make the necessary steps. There are people who I love and I held close to my heart that I, from my heart, it's like, there is no, I didn't do anything to them. They hurt me because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that. They may never apologize to you. We sit around looking for apology that you may never get. But because you are who God has called you to be, because of what's on you, because of what you carry, because of who God chose you to be, you want to make sure that you are always in right standards, right? You want to make sure that you're doing it, doing things exactly the way God wants you to do it. So that's what I did. I apologized. I apologize to them. I told them that I was sorry. I told them I, I for the pain that I caused, for any hurt that I may have brought to them, for anything, whatever, whatever it is that I may have caused them, I said, I'm sorry. Because I, didn't, I want that, like we said, I want that blood that to be off my hands. I can no longer teach, preach, sing, and pray, right, with, 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 with dirt on my hands. My hands are filthy. I couldn't no longer be in that place. So in that, so the person who violated me for years, we just lost them. But in their last days, instead of me being so concerned about, oh, this is your karma, or this is what this is your get back, or this is how God is giving his getting his revenge on my behalf, let me say, if I hurt you throughout the years, I've forgiven you for what you've done to me. But forgive me because I don't want that on me. I don't, I don't want to, I don't, maybe there is something there that, that, that caused other things to happen that may be on me and I don't even know it. Maybe I said something that hurt your feelings. Maybe I, I, you know, even though I said I forgave you, maybe I didn't act like I really forgave you. Maybe whatever it is, I got, I wanted to get it right with my heart because I want to do things the way God called me. I don't want absolutely nothing being the reason why doors are not being open. I don't want nothing to be the, I don't want nothing I've done or haven't done be the reason why I'm not getting the overflow or the promises that he said to me are not happening or being held up because of me. 
I don't want to be the reason. So you don't want to be the reason. So search your heart. This is a heart matter. This ain't about other people. This ain't about what they see. This ain't about them. It's about you and your relationship with God. So check your heart so that you're doing the right thing. It's all about here. So when you go before God, God can say, you know what? You did everything. You did. You made you you went back and tried to get it right. But they was too stubborn to receive. That's this okay. But you did. And and from that, watch the doors. When you move, watch the doors. Watch, watch, you know, a lot. And can I tell y'all a lot of the unforgiveness that we carry in our heart, it ties to our health as well. Facts. It ties to our health as well, man. We trying to figure out why we're going through so much in our body. Man, for real, like, check yourself. I'll, I'll, I'll go even further. They found out that stress is the number one person, the number one thing that's killing people. Yeah. A form of stress is unforgiveness. Yes. If Definitely. you didn't know, now, now you know. Now um, you know. And... Get rid of those chains. We love that song, Break Every Chain. But you got more chains on you in your mind because you won't let things go. That's right. Let it go. Stop. Can if, if Tonight, if you want to change, or today, or whenever you're watching this, just say, God, help me forgive me so that I can feel, so that I can start forgiving others. You can write that. You could text it. But if you make that declaration, God... Help me learning how to forgive me. Put your name on it so that I can have empathy to, to forgive others. <clears throat> that's powerful because that's going to be your turning point. Because when you speak things, you, you speak manifestations that come to pass. Yes. And if you know what the word I am, because a lot of people are saying I am hurt. I am, I am depressed. I am, I, I am this, I am that. You know, when you say the word I am, it means to come to pass. Mm. So start watching your words and say, I am forgiven. I am healed. Mm -hmm. I am loved. I deserve better. So that you can start building that up into your life because you've got so much negative downloads and bad downloads that that's the reason why you had a hard heart half of you like man don't be no punk half of you over here saying that because I, it's already been done and and said and i've already did some trifling things and ain't no coming back there's always a coming back there's hmm. always a way for you to come back god has been is that's why god had the prodigal son. See, a lot of people don't realize why the parables were so important. Because if you couldn't see God in the parables, hmm. he, he could see who was really a disciple by who got revelations from the parables compared to who would just read it for the story. God is that father that when the prodigal son, after he was trifling, mostly told him, give me my inheritance. That's mostly saying, shut up and die and give me the yeah. money that I get when you die. Right. And went to the Las Vegas of the biblical world, did everything that he wanted to do under the sun and, and, and then lost it all and went down to a point where he was at his lowest low. And he went back home because you remember how he didn't have to live this way when he was at home. Mm 
See, you don't have to live that way when you're with God. You've ran away from God. He didn't run away from you. And he's like the prodigal father that's waiting for you down the road to say, come on. I got you a new robe, new jewelry to be able to dress you in the finest. I forgave Uh. you a long time ago. Why can't you forgive yourself? Why can't Uh. you forgive others? That saved somebody. God forgave you a long time ago. Now it's time for you to forgive. Amen. 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 If you have, if, if, if you got to be blessed, you know what? I liked it tonight and I like this teaching. One thing I can say is the enemy is mad and I bind him up in the name of Jesus because I have interviewed thousands of people and never had no internet issues. But when we decided to do teaching this month of June to be able to teach and have real heart to heart talks that Christians should be having. This shouldn't be the end all be all. This should be the spark. And, 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 and I really believe that when God is really in it, it's not going to look all pretty. It ain't going to be all what you want to hear, but it's going to be what you need to hear. Somebody needs to hear that they need to forgive. Yes. Because there's been death knocking on your door. And what God's been hoping you would do is forgive or you can be stubborn enough and let death come on in. And death might not be physical. Let me say that because somebody's like, oh, well, you talking about I'm about to die? That's a curse. No. <laughs> I'm saying not death. putting a curse on y'all. I'm not putting okay? a, I'm not. <laughs> I'm saying, but death to the opportunity you've been asking for, death to you speaking, the speaking engagements, to the songs, to all these desires of your heart. Because if God can't make sure that you take home care of home first. He's not going to put you out there. Did you know that? And, we, and we're going to close with this, but there's a reason why God has not sent you out yet is because spirits travel off people. He's been blocking you from speaking to some people because you won't let go of hmm. The unforgiveness. You won't let go. No matter how good you sing, no matter how great you preach, but because that spirit that you wrestle with, that you you take home with every night, it goes out in your singing. It goes out in oh, your come preaching. On, come on. It goes out in your prophet lying. It goes out into your praying that people can see these spirits because you ain't dealt with it. I used to love the church mothers of the of the past because they knew when you didn't pray. They knew when you didn't read your word. They knew when you (laughs) was dealing with a spirit because they could see the difference. So there's some opportunities God has blocked you from because you ain't ready. And yes, it could eventually get to the point where it could kill you in a physical way. But God gives you way of escape Mm. every time. Church people overuse this, but it's true. You could have been dead and gone yesterday. You could have been dead. You know, 156,000 people die a night. Yeah, I did that average. It's about average 156,000 people die a night. And you didn't. 
Wonder why. You made you made it to have a yeah. second chance. It wasn't because you was perfect. It wasn't because you were great. It was because God had enough love for you to give you another chance to prove the world that you are a child of God. Mm. So it might not look pretty, and it might not be uh, it might not be all 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 the way that you think it is. But I could tell you today, you start with unforgiveness and watch how your life, I promise you, I'm not prophesying, I'm promising you, watch how your life change when you start forgiving and how the shift in your life will happen where now everything that you've been wanting is going to start coming. The health, the wealth, the family, the everything that you've been desiring because you've been lonely You've been hurting. You've been in those dark times and you calling it depression and calling it anxiety and calling it all these things because you don't know what to call it. What it is is called you have an unforgiving heart and you ain't been dealing with what God has been telling you to deal with because you run away from it. Today is the day that'd be a great day for your change. Can I say this real quick before we end? Go ahead. I'll let you end it too. So I, I want because we're talking about the forgiveness part, and I really want to tell somebody like, watch how lighter you become. Watch how yo what watch how if you're dealing with high blood pressure, watch how that settles. What I'm not gonna say everything because I want nobody to go to the oh I forgave people and I'm still dealing with high blood pressure and diabetes. What I'll be saying? old Baptist. I'll be like, no, you didn't. You didn't forgive <laughs> me. That's why you're still doing with it. See, God don't God God ain't no lie. What I'm saying is like even your praise, your praise and your worship, your study time, your prayer, all that becomes much lighter when you let that stuff go. Your perspective on life changes when you let it go. What you receive, I even like. It's a lot of stuff that I used to look at that I don't look at. You know, I used to have this weird perspective on that literally has changed because of the way I respond. Come on, I respond differently. I realized that I didn't have to respond all the time. I don't have to always respond. I really realized that a lot of times my response was coming from my flesh. And when you begin to speak to one spirit, when you begin to respond to the, to their spirit, man, it changes the narrative. They don't that person don't even know how to act because they so used to you responding the way you used to. Say that. So because people get set and ready, people are going to nitpick. They're gonna poke you. They're gonna do all they can because they want you to respond because they remember the past you. People in this, and I want to say this, that everybody won't receive the new you, the new mindset that you have, the way that you move. They, Because they're going to still see you in old lenses, but allow them to see you that way. You continue to move the way God wants you to move and watch how even, man, I'm telling you, yo, the, when you when you receive the word, when someone's teaching the word, you it when you study the word, it just be so much different. It's so much different, y'all. 
it's so much different when you forgive. And I'm I'm not talking about forgiving from the surface. Because, see, you can tell when you the surface forgave. Like he said, you you still bring it up every now and then. You, you're, what God told me, because I was having a conversation, reflection time with me, he said, did you really forgive? Because who are you trying to prove it to? You trying to prove it to me? Uh, so who are you trying to? Because you keep talking about. Oh, let me tell you. Let me show y'all I don't forgave. Let me show y'all I'm gonna change. So who are you trying to convince them or you? Or or because if you forgave nobody. You know one thing I've realized: once you forgive people, you forget about it. You, it is you, what it is. Even though people say I ain't gonna forget about it, man. People be like, man, remember we was 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 arguing? I was like, I argued with you. Oh, right. that was younger me because <laughs> I for sure ain't arguing with no, Mama, like you said, I'm not going back and forth with nobody because yeah. I am going to protect the peace that I got left because I gave it away for free and it's not going to get away no more for free. Right. So I'm just saying, forgive y'all, please. Now the nice pastor is coming. Please forgive. Don't we love Jesus? Can you please forgive another? It's like kindergarten. Shh, don't hit no one. Be nice. And we all can be nice. Now, let me stop talking. Because I was going to tease the Hillsong people because they got that documentary. But now, nah, let me stop. Let me stop. I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. Uh, no. Like his day is the his internet is really um fighting him tonight. And I don't want to, you know, this is not my show. I'm just a co-host, so I can't close without him. Right. So, but listen, we said a lot. He said he gave us a lot of key points tonight. He gave us a lot to think about. It was a lot of meat in into everything that was said on his end, my end. But if you didn't grab anything tonight, grab these words. I forgive. And if you got to start with, I forgive me, so you can forgive others, then start with, I forgive me. I forgive me for holding on too long. I forgive me for not releasing the toxicness that was on the inside of me. I forgive me. So begin with those. If you got to forgive, you got to start from somewhere and you trying to figure out well, where do I start, write it down. Get your notebook, preferably. Get this journal. <laughs> get the journal. Get whatever book. Get some paper. Get your pen. Get your pencil. And you go down the list. I forgive me. And what is it that you forgive you for? I forgive me for I held myself back. I forgive me for not moving fast enough. I forgive me for not loving on me enough. I forgive me. And as you begin to, to admit to yourself, what you've been holding on to, and you forgive yourself, then start the process of forgiving others. And if you, it, and if God instructs you to, go to two people and say, "Hey, if I done something that offend you, I apologize." Because people may never tell you that you're offending them. You walk around like I ain't never did anything to nobody. I don't hurt nobody, and they maybe have something you said may have offended them. There may be something you done that have offended them. So don't walk around here acting like you ain't done nothing to nobody because you never know. And I couldn't I'm gonna stop talking. I'm, I, I, 
I, I was just going to say, I need see how God got me, how fast? See, I got to stop playing around. I'll be playing too much. Talked about the Hillsong people. He said, hey, they still my people. Boom. And then it was next, you know, and then the devil's mad. I was talking about unforgiveness. Hey, hey, whatever. Forgive y'all. Make sure you follow, like, subscribe. Tell your mama, your auntie, your cousin, everybody about Anointed Radio. We talking good this month of June. It's not like we don't talk good with our guests, but we are really teaching and, and going over a lot of great things I feel like should be a, a topic in Christian homes everywhere. Um, the only way we're going to be able to bring back the church is to be able to solve the issues that we're currently dealing with in the church. Amen. Amen. And um, make sure you share, like, subscribe, follow us on all the podcast platforms. We're on everything but title, but a hey, stay lost. Make sure you follow us at Roku, where you can see the anointed radio app actual application where you can watch our shows and download the anointed radio app. For 24-hour gospel for Las Vegas' number one gospel station. And you can listen to every show that we're doing, including this one. So download the Anointed Radio app. Follow us at LV Anointed Radio. And you could be able to, if you want to be a blessing, you ain't got to. But if you want to be, you can be a blessing to Anointed Radio. And hit us up on the cash app at dollar sign Anointed Radio Network. With that being said, we love you and your auntie and all of them. I like I like we talk about cousins, so I'm gonna just keep keeping in the hold of your cousins, your auntie, and all them. We're gonna keep it right around that auntie and uncle and them. Um, so one thing we want you to do is forgive. If you ain't remember anything else we said, and if you know somebody that's dealing with unforgiveness, tag them. Tag them for real. I mean, if they if you know this person ain't been dealing with their unforgiveness, tag them. And pray that this is the seed that they need to hear. Amen. We gave Amen. biblical uh, pretense. We prayed. We did all the good stuff. Like if you take somebody to church, tag somebody that is dealing with unforgiveness in this live. If you're on YouTube, if you're on Facebook, if you're on LinkedIn, wherever you're at, tag them, share it, like it. And, and you can even share it and say, share. If you're dealing with unforgiveness, watch this. Because I want this to get out. Yes. Because... I don't want no one going to hell because of unforgiveness. That's right. Amen. 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 With that being said, much love to everybody. And we will see y'all next week, y'all. Right. Bye. Make sure you tell all your cousins and them to come see us next week and all that good stuff. Amen. Bye, y'all.